All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the live Pain to Purpose podcast. Oh, my goodness. I am so, so, so grateful to have on my beautiful soul sister that we just met not too long ago. And oh, my goodness, we (laughs) we've just connected and Um, it's one of those things, if you've ever met someone, it feels like you've met before or that you have just known each other before. That's exactly what, uh, what this connection is like. And so I'm really, really grateful and excited to have her on today. We're going to be talking about, um, awakening the priestess within, which this beautiful soul is all about and just about her journey of how she's even became a healer and an oracle and working with women and awakening that that goddess within themselves along with something that we really talked about was just how women we we have this a bit we have this this ability or this um what's another word for it we can have the sense of competition with one another, whether it's with how we look, whether it's with what we do or what we can offer, or even, I know I've gone through it, even with like my abilities as a healer compared to other women healers out there too. And like, oh, am I like powerful enough and all of these things. So I'm, I'm just really grateful to have, have her on today. So please tell us just how are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was a lovely introduction. Yeah, definitely. Such a, such a beautiful connection that, um, that we have. I was so happy when you, you know, reached out and got in touch and said, Hey, let's connect. And I was like, Oh yeah. I looked at your picture and I just immediately felt like I'd known you for years. And then, and then when we, we got on the talk and started, you know, connecting, it was like, oh yeah, we're so connected, such a soul sister connection. So I'm really happy to, to, um, you know, collaborate and I'm all about collaboration and um, really wanting to heal the feminine wound of jealousy and competition and, you know, um, all of that, that I feel is so prevalent prevalent in our society and like to me it's part of that masculine patriarchal energy and so you know being a priestess is about healing the feminine wounds and that you know is definitely a big part of it so yeah did you have any questions around that or yeah i would love to know your um your your story so if you could share with us your story of how you how how you knew that awakening the priestess within women and and healing that that divine feminine wound how you knew that was part of your life's purpose wow that's a really big question (laughs) (laughs) um so i'm 46 years old um and um, I've had obviously a, a quite a long life um, this far. Uh, it was really just a side note. It was really funny because we we met met someone the other day, and 
I accidentally said I was 36 and my son, he's uh, almost 13. He said, mom, you are not 36, you're 46. And I laughed. I was like, oh God, you know, you're getting old when you like lose a whole decade. <laughs> like, it wasn't a few years. It was like 10 years, just like, <laughs> and I was like, so I've had a lot of experiences and um, I was initiated as a priestess in 2004 in Glastonbury by a high priestess but I was not at that point ready to um, outwardly like come out of the magical cave and say, I'm a priestess. Like this is just a recent uh, coming in to that part of my being. And um, I had plans, like I was uh, working on my master's degree in psychology um, here in Sweden, cause I've moved here from New Zealand. And so I was deep in my studies. And then, you know, the universe sometimes just says, ah, no, that's not what you're doing. This is what you're doing. And I had gone on to a vision quest in the forest and asked the universe, you know, to show me because I'm Native American. And I like to be on track of what I need to be doing and not what I should be doing. So in some ways I was kind of shooting on myself and um, I don't think you should ever shit on yourself. You should be doing, you know, your soul path purpose work. And I was very loudly told that I was to be a priestess and that I needed to start activating other women and doing this healing work. And that, you know, if it had been maybe 10 years ago, sure, I could have done, you know, been on that pathway. But because of the urgency of the state of the world, and everything that's going on, like I've, I've been guided that this is the, the work that I need to be doing. Yeah. And so, yeah, and, and so it's my soul path purpose work. And as you know, you know, when you're doing your soul path purpose work, then all the doors just start opening and like, and as soon as I went, okay, and I, I'm not saying it was easy, but as soon as I put my crown on and said, okay, this is what I'm doing and really owned my priestess power, my, you know, who I am, like fully stepped into that, then just everything like dominoes just went da, 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 and it's been amazing. So, um, yeah, so it, yeah, there's a lot to say, but my own, so your tagline again is your turning your pain into your superpower. Which pain, pain, is, yeah, pain, pain to power, power to passion, passion to purpose. Yeah. Oh, so cool. I love that so much because oh, thank mine, you. mine's awaken, align, transform, shine, transforming your wounds into wisdom and your wisdom into superpowers. So we're kind of saying the same and thing. In yes, ways. our um, heal, align, transform is our other one. Yeah. Wow. So cool. I love that so much. I love that mm. so much. <laughs> it's like total alignment, you and I. Yeah, oh, yes. we're doing so. Yeah, and um, my husband said to me, you know, when the water and the harbor rises, all the boats rise, and that you know, people like us that are, you know, doing similar work, we can come together and we can empower each other and we can support each other and we can really, you know, help get the message out there and what we're doing and really activate, which is what it's all about, you know, and. 
So my, like my pain to my purpose or my, you know, my wounds to my superpowers really goes all the way back to my childhood and my wounds with my mom, my wounds with my sister, you know, wounds. My mom was 15 when she had me. And so she was just a kid really. And, you know, there was, um, you know, not to go into all those wounds, but, you know, they're the feminine wounds, they run deep and they don't just run, you know, um, like in society, but like deep from generations, you know, in generations. And it's a big one with patriarchy and the masculine energy and the feminine energy. And, you know, we even to the point where like we're taught to um, push through and, you know, you will succeed and like be an overachiever. And I know I became an overachiever because my, yeah, totally, you know, my mom was an alcoholic at the time. She's sober now and she's went back to school and she's now a drug and alcohol counselor. So she totally transformed. Yeah. She transformed her wounds and, and, Um, And she's doing really well. But at the time, you know, like she was drinking, my dad was doing drugs, like, it was a really, really difficult childhood, um, where mostly I felt lost. And, you know, and so I had to, in a way, become the warrior um, in order to survive. So I had to really step into that masculine energy and pushed through. And so then I became an overachiever, got straight A's, I graduated school a year early, like, and it was, you know, succeed, succeed, like push, 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 push. And, you know, you need to do that sometimes, but there, but that can also exhaust you. And um, it can be, you know, it can be like that. Um, It can create an imbalance. And so, you know, and also on like, there's that layer of pushing, pushing, pushing. And, you know, you have this with yoga too. You can get into those yoga um, where you're pushing, pushing, pushing and getting back into the divine feminine is creating that balance between the masculine and the feminine, like the sun and the moon and, you know, still succeeding, but not pushing yourself beyond where you're really at. And so, you know, I think that also with um, the masculine and the feminine is that there's this wound of, um, oh, maybe I lost my track. Where am I? (laughs) So much to say, I'm like, oh my God, there's so much. I think when we stepped into our power as women as well, and this is, you know, going back even before my generation, but certainly I know when I stepped into my power, I became kind of like a boy, like kind of like I'm a tough girl, I'm a warrior, I, you know, and yeah, you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, um, that is not really the feminine either, is it? I mean, it's very like, it's it's patri- it's that patriarchal energy again of, 
we're going to be powerful, we're going to be strong, and we're going to be like, you know, but somehow we lost touch with our femininity and we lost touch with our connection to being soft. Like we even started, we all started cutting our hair off short. You know, I shaved my head at, at when I, I think I was 22 when I really came into my power and I shaved my head and I wore combat boots and, you know, and, and being a woman is very feminine and it's like about the mysteries and the magic and being able to wear a dress, being able to wear a crown, being able to put, you know, to be feminine, but also to be strong and not be like one of the boys, like one of the men, you know, and so to be able to redeem and claim, reclaim our femininity as women within our own right, aligning to the seasons and the cycles of the moon and our intuition, right? Mm -hmm. The power of, of that's within us as women, I think is so important right now, especially with everything that's going on on the planet. Like uh, to me, awakening the goddess or awakening the priestess is also like reclaiming and awakening our connection to the earth and to her seasons, to her cycles, and to, um, you know, regaining that connection with the planet and with our tribal roots too. So, you know, being in alignment with who we are and not being these machines, you know, these doers, like instead of being doers, being beers, like being. Wow, that's so powerful. And you said so many really powerful points there. First of all, I have to acknowledge, I love that you're so open about your age because I know how many women are like, like not okay or it's just like don't ask a woman her age you know what I mean like as if it's you know a bad thing to get older and so I definitely want to acknowledge that part of how beautiful it is the the cycles of of growing and and becoming wiser and stepping into your elder I know like my, my, my best friend's 37 or she's actually 38 today. And, um, Hey, happy birthday, Paulette. <laughs> um, and, uh, like most of my, most of my friends and even my partner, they're, they're much older because I love, I, I love and honor the, the wisdom that you gain from going through life through experience, you know, knowledge mm-hmm. is just knowledge until you experience it becomes wisdom. So I, I love that you're so open about that. And definitely, I, I know it's so, it takes a lot of vulnerability to like be that, that softness. I know like just from watching my father in um, a period of time where I didn't have my mom around, I like, it's like a protective mechanism. Like you said, like to, like, it's a survival thing. Sometimes you do have to put on your combat boots and, and, and put on your leather jacket and like, Hey, you know, sometimes that's just what you have to do. Uh, and so there's nothing wrong with that, but I feel like, you know, where I'm at currently in my life of learning that you can still have everything that you desire without having to push and force it, create, yeah. it can create pain and suffering for you through running against resistance. Like you're going to build resilience and strength and you'll probably, you will get where you want to go, 
but there's also like this surrendering and allowing what you desire to come to you. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely there's the balance of the sacred masculine and the sacred feminine, and they create, you know, that really lovely balance. But that's what we're wanting is that balance, you know, not only externally with women's rights and, you know, all of that, but within each and every one of us. And so, you know, exactly right, like knowing when to, you know, put on the combat boots and get things done, but then also knowing when to, to surrender to what is and to go with the flow and allow things to be. And I think that's, you know, the sweet spot and that's the magic and the, right. the beauty of, of really reclaiming the feminine. And, you know, because yeah, I think that's really, really powerful. Yeah. Yes, oh, it is. Yeah. And, you know, a little bit more about, you know, the feminine wound. I know, so I've been working as a healer um, on and off for 20, little over 20 years. And when I came back, because well, I took time off when I had my two boys, because I wanted to be mommy and put 100% into them. And so... Yeah, so I, I took some time off. And then when I came back and I started working again, it was really interesting because, you know, I had been at this yoga studio doing yoga and um, it had been like my home studio and I was friends with everyone. And, you know, I'd been there practicing yoga for a little over five years. And once I trained to be a yoga teacher and I started teaching, I noticed the dynamic between some, not all, but some of the yoga teachers that had been like, hey, Shemette, da, 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 had, once I became a teacher, they're like, hey, and I was like, what? Like, and they'd be like, hey, you know, I was like, the whole energy and the way that they were with me was one of competition. And I, it, like, it really threw me. It, like, I, I was like, what has happened? Like, the landscape had changed because of the dynamic. And, you know, I have noticed this from time to time and it's just made my heart so sad. And, you know, like, that's something I'm really, really passionate about is healing, you know, bringing awareness to the, the feminine competition that we are all beautiful that we all and I think this is about trusting the alignment as well with you know everyone's soul path purpose that there the world is not scarce like there's an there's an abundance of people there's an abundance of resources and I feel like this is part you know of the healing is to remember and to to I don't know bring more awareness that that we are all abundant and there's more than enough to go around. And, you know, I just wonder like what, what that is and why it exists. And it, yeah, it has really like impacted me and I'm not, you know, because I'm an intuit and intuitive and an Oracle and an empath, I can feel it. And it's, it's not a nice feeling, is it? Have you, have you experienced that as well? 
Oh man. Yeah. I've definitely, I've had, um, when I, when I, when I was in, um, eighth grade, I had some, I had some, I, I wasn't getting into good stuff, let's say, um, not ha necessarily hanging out with the right crowd. And um, then eventually, like, I just started hanging out with the guys more than the girls. And there's just a few of us girls. Um, and then they, they, they started like saying that, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a slut or like, I'm this and that because I'm like flirting or whatever. And, um, and uh, then they started like just getting more and more distant from me. Uh, and started prank calling me and saying that I'm trying to get with their men and like all of this stuff and then eventually ended up to all three of them uh, jumping me and that was like a big as far as like women like a woman to woman you know and like three women needing to overpower me for whatever reason you know whether it if there was like jealousy or they're feeling the competition like I was trying to you know be with their men or whatever it was and I'm like what I'm like 13 14 at the time you know what I mean um but still like that was a huge turning point for me where it's just like mm -hmm. you know for me it was like you know being who I am for me and not needing to be someone else for anyone else like just being who being who I am regardless of what anyone else anyone else thinks and that was a big turning point with who I was choosing for my friends as well and I do feel like as women I feel and re regardless if it's like man or a woman really but surrounding yourself with people that uh, uplift you and the collaboration energy it's so different because now I'm surrounded mm -hmm. by collaboration it's not about like it's not about this competition. Like if there's like somewhere to get to or arrive to, you know, yeah. there's nowhere that you need to be, but here now. And that's a big realization wow. I'm having right now is that, you know, Wayne Dyer talks about a lot that when you're constantly striving, you're it's, it's the disease of more. Like you're always going to want, once you arrive, you're not arrived. You haven't arrived because you're always going to want more. So I feel like it's so, but as far as like, you know, getting somewhere and making quantum leaps in our lives when we can collaborate with each other, like me and you collaborating instead of like, and I was actually really excited because I used to get really intimidated by, by other healers, like, oh, are they more powerful than me? Or like, that, that was a big thing for me. And it intimidated me a lot, but instead of like, we're we're in each other's reality because we're reflections of each other you know that that mentality that we're all reflections of each other so there is no competition because we're all extensions of each other so yeah have you heard of in lakesh means i'm another yourself Ooh. yeah in what in what it's, language it's mayan, mayan. so in, in Lakesh, it means in I am Lakesh. in yourself. Yeah, I'm a reflection of you. Yeah, oh. I love you so much. Yeah. So they say in Lakesh at the end, and, you know, as a greeting and a departure. But I, I love that because it's true. Like, I, I believe that, that we were all one and then we all separated out, but we're all like these different aspects and doing this cosmic dance of all these different experiences. Yeah yeah wow so how 
how how has um doing healing these um feminine wounds and and doing this work how has it shifted your life doing this work um yeah i've been working with the chakras and working with the energy and transformation for you know oh, a long time <laughs> like yeah. something years um i have healed a lot i think that you know it is like an onion you know there are layers and layers and layers and i'll get to you know a place where i'm like oh you know i'm feeling like superwoman i feel like i'm healed and like i've arrived and you know i'm transformed <laughs> and whoa you know and like everything and then you know then there's more and so you know like so i i now know like what I can't remember who one of the philosophers says, you know, the more I know, the less I know, or, you know, the, it's like a, it's a, a journey and there's no exact destination, but yeah, I mean, I've healed so much. Like I am able to come on here and be live and talk to, you know, people that, you know, and have the confidence to be who I am and, speak my truth and just be me and be seen, I would not have been able to do that, say, even five years ago. So I've done a lot of work to get to where I am now. I have manifested my husband, uh, my soulmate, mm. We've been together for over 20 years. I have two beautiful boys that are amazing. I've got a great relationship with my family. I've got amazing friends. You know, I've got actually everything that I need or want in life and really happy. I have a lot of joy. Um, I feel um, besides like this need, like this need and this desire to help heal and transform and like help others, everything for me is sorted. Like I've got everything I need. So that's a really good place to be. You know, I, I feel like all the work that I've done on myself has really brought me to a place of freedom, liberation, uh, abundance on every level. Um, I have so much gratitude. I have a beautiful connection to spirit, you know, um, I'm an oracle which and a priestess, which means I get divine messages from the universe. So I have a really great, you know, relationship with whatever you want to call it, God, goddess, Allah, spirit. I think it's all one, the universe, the cosmos, mm -hmm. like all different names for the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I went to church a few years ago. I, I don't know if I told you this when we were talking, but I went to church and oh, I had fun. I love church. You get to sing and it's community based and everyone's nice. And, you know, and I love the singing part and, you know, and I love gospel. Like I just speak in tongues, sing, dance, like a good church that has a lot of soul. Like it's amazing. So I was like singing and dancing and they had a live band and I was like, yeah, this is great all up into the point they kept trying to save me, you know, and it's like, oh, I'm already saved. And I think, you know, that's another thing is like going on and talking about this brings more and more awareness because there is such a division between 
you know, religion and spirituality. And, you know, even some people get really upset that I'm calling myself a priestess, you know, because of the priest and the church and like, I was Christian for a long time. I used to teach Sunday school. Like I was really into going to church because my family were all drug addicts and alcoholics and I was not going to be anything like them. And so I got really into, into God and church and was a devout, you know, Christian there for a while. And to me, and I have really good friends that are very religious and, you know, like one of my good friends here in Sweden, we get together and we, we have the same ethics, the same morals, the same values, the same love in our heart, the same devotion, yet we're completely different. I'm a priestess, hippie, spiritualist, alternative, chakra, loving, sage, burning, like, you know, <laughs> Mermaid. <laughs> like she she and she's very conservative and you know like the opposite and she goes god we couldn't be more different but i love you shamette i said i love you too honey and to me i know that we are the same in that our connection to the creator is the same it's pure it's there's no agenda. It's about love. It's about compassion. It's mm. about kindness. It's about being a good person. Yet there's this for the, you know, the, for the religious and for the Christian, there's this division. And so part of me, you know, saying, okay, I'm putting my, my crown's crooked. I've got to straighten it here. <laughs> Put my crown on and, you know, really own my connection to the divine source is like reclaiming so much. It's saying, we don't need a middleman. We don't need the, the priest or a man to tell me what my connection is. I know what my connection is. And so it's a real like empowering of the divine uh, source connection to come right through. And, you know, I know you're doing similar work to me. So there's a lot of us doing very similar work and just calling it, you know, different things. And, you know, I think it's important not to get kind of too hung up on, on the name or the, uh, yeah, it's about, it's about doing the work and about connecting and finding joy and, and finding happiness. And, different people are going to resonate with different people and different programs and different ways. And that's the beauty of it all. But for me, you know, it's not that I said, I'm going to be a priestess. It was like told it was divinely guided. Okay. This is what you're going to do. Right. And then I heard the calling and now here I am, but putting the crown on, you know, to me is like a very, it's an act of, and the representation of the crown chakra, you know, the crown chakra is energetically at the top of the head, which you, I know, you know, but it's opening up to that divine connection so that you, you know, can be tapped in, tuned in, plugged in, turned on and have your connection to your spirit guides, to the universe, to the earth, to your chakras mm -hmm. and being spiritually sovereign. Yeah, mm. which is really important. 
Wow. Being spiritually sovereign. I remember, you know, so many, <clears throat> what I see now is very hypocritical people in the church trying to save other people that didn't need to be saved. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> right. yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, such a powerful reminder, such powerful wisdom. I, I just love the, um, that just that accessing that, that deeper knowing that like your connection is no different from the next person or the next person that we all have this ability to connect to the divine. We just have to hold that space and, and make that time, you know, and then have these, I love, um, I love plant medicine. I love, I love tools and a, a, a crown is like one of them. It's like, or if you're like sitting down to meditate, you grab some, you make some tea and you make it like a ritual, like, a, you know, that mm -hmm. I'm going to go and connect and making it as divine and sacred as possible. Mm -hmm. So my, uh, my question for you is uh, as far as awakening the priestess within for the women that we have listening right now, or and or the women we're going to have listening to this, what would be you know some some tips, um, some of your top tips to really awaken that priestess, awaken that goddess within? Yeah, good. That's a great question. So uh, just before I go into that though, there was one other thing that is is finally coming through my attention. Yeah. Is yeah. I have had these situations where, um, and I'm sure you've had these situations too, where you run into other women that are dressed up all goddessy and they've got their goddess clothes on and da da da, and, but they're really catty and they're really um, like I I ran into one one of these women in the doorway and and I looked up, I said, oh, wow, you look beautiful. And then she just looked me up and down like, who are you and why are you speaking to me? And I was like, oh, um, I just wanna say like, to me, that's not what being a goddess is about. That, you know, it doesn't matter if you're wearing a t-shirt or gum boots or, you know, your Levi's or your whatever, like, it's not about dressing goddessy or wearing a crown or anything like that like being a goddess being a priestess is about your connection with the divine with yeah with source and with kindness and being connected to your heart you know compassion like that to me is what a goddess and a priestess is is being connected to the heart and being connected to source energy and not any of that other, like that to me is, is wounding, is the feminine wounds again, you know? And yeah, I just wanted to clarify that because I know that some people, some women get will get triggered by, you know, by me just wearing my goddessy, you know, clothes and things too. And that's another part of it is like, I did for a while not like dress down and like make make myself a little bit smaller so you know not to you know stir up the cauldron of jealousy with and envy with other women but I am you know as I get older I'm realizing no I'm not going to play small anymore I'm going to be who I am I'm going to stand strong I'm going to wear my goddessy clothes and my crown 
and I'm going to smile with an open heart and say, Hey, how's it going? You know, and yes. <laughs> you really like, yes. cool, you know, and, and like really embrace like that, the, the queen energy sitting on the crown, but ruling from a place of love, which is a really, you know, it's that high priestess with an open heart um, to where you know, we we're loving each other and we're lifting each other up and we're not trying to push another woman or man down so that we can, we can rise because that, right. That again is that scarcity mentality and that, um, that need to uh, put someone else into the shadow in order to rise. And, and, and that's old paradigm. Like that's old yeah. paradigm stuff that's not working anymore. Right. And so, yeah. So I just oh, wanted, yeah. yeah, I wanted to clarify that. Um, and so that's one thing that you can do, like access your heart, you know, and keep mm -hmm. connecting to your heart. And, you know, the other thing is trying your best not to be judgmental. I mean, that's part of it, right? Is all the spiritual teachings, religion and spiritual spirituality teaches about not being judgmental. Yet some of us, so many of us find ourselves being judgmental. <laughs> and so it's right. And I'm guilty of it too. Like I've done it as well. Oh, come mm -hmm. on. What is wearing and then it's like oh gosh I met that's terrible check yourself you know and so just you know being aware of your thoughts being aware of your feelings because we are all energy and our energy affects other people like just even thinking the bad thoughts is affecting someone on some level you know I I 100% believe that so it's mm -hmm. like checking our thoughts being aware, but also being kind to yourself too, and being gentle with yourself because it might be a learned behavior, it might be an insecurity within you, it might be one of your wounds, you know. So to be as loving and kind with yourself and your own journey, uh, your awakening as well as you become more and more aware of your shadow because that's what's happening on the planet as, as we awaken, because we're all awakening. Mm -hmm. Right. And and we're all um, becoming more and more intuitive and more and more psychic. And so it's about, you know, being aware of our thoughts, being aware of our emotions, acknowledging our emotions, being gentle and kind with ourself. Um, I got a dog. I, I always said I was a cat person. I was never going to get a dog. And now I have a dog. And my dog teaches me so much about, you know, unconditional love and acceptance and being kind. And so that's kind of how I treat myself now. I'm like, oh, it's okay, honey. I treat myself like I would my, my little doggy or my children now. And that's a really good, it reminds me to be kind and loving to myself. And I think that's a really big Thing I want to offer up to everyone that is listening is keep just being really loving and kind to yourself, you know, like bringing your, your hands to your heart, giving yourself a hug, like, you know, yeah, you get it wrong or you mess up and you, 
judge another woman or your uh, your competitive streak comes out because we all we all have moments of our shadow right it's going oh that's okay honey you were just a little upset there and just being really gentle with yourself right and Mm -hmm. um the other part is spending you know a little bit of time every day in nature hugging trees um you know sitting down to meditate if you can, or dance, or do yoga, uh, drink enough water, look after yourself, get enough sleep, (laughs) you know, look after your body, your body temple, your mind temple, your heart temple. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes, yes. I it's when I when I tap into feminine energy, uh, definitely the the you know being being gentle and surrendering. It's been a huge process for me. Just I've always I I have been like a very masculine woman, very independent, very masculine. You know, um, always loved like kick ass workouts. You know that just kick my ass to the ground type of thing, um, and. Uh, as I'm, as I'm getting older and I'm reconnecting with feminine energy, it is really just about surrendering to what's coming up for you and knowing it's okay to feel what you're feeling. I know for me and many of my clients and uh, my friends as well, uh, when we're around our moon time, uh, can get a bit more sensitive and, um, that's okay. You know, that that's, that's okay. As long as we're aware enough uh, and not like projecting and like attacking, you know, cause it's really easy for it to react out of that emotion, but to just be aware that this is your experience right now and hold, hold that space for yourself. It's okay. It's okay to feel how you're feeling is one of my favorite freaking lines. So, oh, Shamet, thank you so much for all of this. Is there anything, any, um, last message you'd like to seal for our time together today? Yeah. Have you heard of a book called The Red Tent? Oh, yes. Okay. That's my favorite, favorite book. Yeah. I love that book. So and anyone that's listening, that is a must for all women. Like put that on number one priority, read The Red Tent. And you know, in ancient times and ancient cultures, we had the red tent that we, or a moon lodge that we would go into. So when we were menstruating, you know, we would go into the moon lodge with all the other women. And, you know, this is before patriarchy took over and the women, the, the wise women, the mothers and the crones, they would teach the young women about what it meant to bleed and what it meant, you know, all the rites of passage to be pregnant, um, to, you know, all of that. And, And they would teach them, but now with our society, like everything is different and we've lost touch with those sacred ways. So, yeah, and you know, I think it's so important. I've been going into my own, I've been making my own red tents, my own little moon lodges that I go into. So. When I start to menstruate, like I take time to read, I take time to journal, um, I try not to do too much, I try not to plan, you know, I mean, sometimes like I did have a workshop this last 
time. But I just said to the women, I was like, I'm menstruating. I'm in my red tent. I'm going to be a little bit tired. And they were so loving and kind. And, and as soon as I said that, they just relaxed because they could see that my energy was different. So I think it's important to really acknowledge that and not be, you know, to release the shame around it and to um, take, because we're actually more intuitive during that time. Um, the veils are thinner during that time. And it's a time to really go in an opportunity to really nurture ourselves. And the other thing that we used to do in, in tribal times is belly dancing actually started as a way of giving birth. So the women would belly dance to, you know, get into the hips and create that passageway for the baby to come out. And the women would surround uh, the woman and they would all belly dance. I know it's amazing. So when my uh, when I was pregnant with my second son, that's what I had. My baby blessing was everyone belly dancing around me. And it was so beautiful. And so belly dancing wasn't actually for men. It was for women. It was women, you know, honoring the, the divine. And then so patriarchy has taken that and made it this something else that it it wasn't actually originally um and this is the history of belly dancing so that's another example of how we can get back to our inner priestess how we can awaken that within us is all those rites and rituals and ceremonies of creating you know a moon lodge creating a red tent and um and belly dancing too is a is a beautiful way of of really stepping into your priestess power, your goddess power. Mm, oh, wow. I love that we're on this topic. And for any of you watching us live, if you do have any questions um, for uh, Shamet or I, please just put it in the comments. Um, but something I want to acknowledge is something that I noticed while I was in Mexico, um, just a, a um, some of what the women were saying, uh, just like that their their period, their moon was a, um, it, just like a damper, like just like not like it was just, it was, it's like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have that anymore. Or like I, it was just like all this, this yucky energy from like shedding every month. And it just made me sad because it is, it's actually very beautiful that we get to cleanse our womb, our womb, and at womb, when we're more conscious of it, it's more powerful because then, like those stories or like any anything from um, that you've received from your partner or partners that you've been intimate with, any there's so much that can get stuck within the womb, and the fact that we naturally get to shed that and through intention I'm letting go of all that's no longer serving me you literally have a physical symbolic representation of this and it's not something it, I just feel like society has made it something you know just gross or this or that and it's just like I I no longer use um tampons anymore I use the moon cup um, and yeah yeah just to not create waste and it is beautiful so not good for you yeah 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 so um yeah i just love that we're on this because in, even if you're a woman watching this that no longer has your moon you can sync up whether it's the the full moon or the the new moon and that you're 
you're gonna have just because you're still in alignment with the moon so you there's still going to be a difference in your energy even if you're not physically shedding there there's an energetic cleanse that still happens around that time so is there anything you want to say along those lines I'm so glad that you just said that piece because I have had women ask me they're like oh but I don't you know I don't have a period anymore and it's like well actually you still have the energetics like the mm -hmm. energetics like you're still a woman you still have a womb even if you're not menstruating so that's exactly right that energy is still there yeah right mm. oh. and you know another piece of that you know which we're all healing from is the you know the biblical story of adam and eve and you know eve eating the apple and then being the fall of mankind and the guilt and the shame and the feminine wound of uh being the cause of the fall of all of mankind you know <laughs> and like that's a that's a heavy story and um i love redeeming that story you know i don't know if you saw the picture of me holding the apple but you know it's like if you think about it, if if I told my children, hey, boys, in the middle of the garden is the best tree with the best apples, like, you know, and if you eat that apple, you will know everything and you will be wise like me. Well, of course, they're going to go and eat the apple. Like the whole story is so interesting. And, you know, of course, of course, the woman was smart and decided to take, you know, to want to have the knowledge and the wisdom that, you know, that God had as well. And actually good on her. Like if we really reclaim that story, it's like amazing if, you know, if, if in fact that really did happen, it's like the woman wants to be wise. Shouldn't the woman be wise and eat from the tree of knowledge? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> and I think, you know, that could be so, like if women don't know that, it can be so empowering for them to know that that it's okay, you know? And yeah, I I don't know if I'm verbalizing that very well, but I do think, and I know this from my own story, that was definitely a wound that I had to heal from being Christian for so long. I did have the guilt and the shame of being a woman and, and being, you know, feeling like I was beneath uh, men in so many ways. And it's not until my older years that I'm like, what is that all about? <laughs> like, that's not true. That's not the way it is. And I think that, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, I know I can really talk. So I'll try to wrap this up. I have a lot to say. But with everything that's going on in the world at the moment politically, there's always a silver lining. And when, you know, the storm happens, if we can try and be the eye of the storm as much as we can be and to know that sometimes things have to get really really dark things have to get really really bad in order for us to rise up and uh just to you know i want to leave everyone with that is knowing that there is a silver lining and not losing hope 
because of everything being so dark and being so intense and so heavy, more women than ever in history have been stepping into their power, especially in America. So that makes me so happy because I know so many disempowered women and to know that they are now claiming and stepping into their power in this amazing way, you know, I'm just, I'm so excited. And that comes from, you know, think about your own life when you're oppressed, you know, you're going to fight for your independence. You're going to fight for your rights. You're going to fight for your freedom. And so, yeah, it's exciting for women. It's really exciting. The goddess is awake and the goddess is rising. And so, yeah. And I do just, hi, I, I love this so much. Thank you. This has been incredible. And I do want to touch on um, for any men that are that are watching this and been listening to get some insight for their women or just for your own self, there's always, I, I do believe in unity. And so, um, and I know you do too, we're all about unity. And, um, but something I want to express with the, with the goddess rising is that it, within men as well, the healing of the feminine wound within, within men too. I know even like with my partner and just like, um, men that I have around me being more and majority of my clients have been men and they like they they've told me that they wanted to work with a woman healer because it made them feel more comfortable to be vulnerable which is interesting because even like I've had I've had one client that was like um, I, I'm scared what you're gonna think of me you know it's just there's this, you know, there's definitely that it's a collective wound and it comes in um, across within men as well uh, to be okay with your emotions and your vulnerability and men can be just at, if not even more sensitive at times, you know, so any, everything that was said today, this applies to, um, to men as well I do want to in, incorporate you you guys out here I know we have a few watching right now and so um yeah men are, well, men are absolutely completely 100% welcome in my priestess training and my circles oh yeah I had a, I had a man last week send me an email he's like I I really want to do your priestess training but there's one problem I'm a man and I was like no that's not a problem like this is about the, the, the goddess within each and every one of us. This is mm -hmm. the divine feminine within each and every one of us. And exactly. yeah, we have a divine masculine and a divine feminine. I know men, some men are more feminine than some, you know, the female friends I know. So, oh yeah, yeah me too. I love that you, yeah, I love that you clarified that because sometimes I can go on a, you know, a bit of a rant about, you know, the injustices of, of what's happened with uh, patriarchy, but you know, during the witch burning times when they killed the healers, there were men as well. It wasn't all just women. Mm -hmm. So exactly, right. yeah, yeah. Right. It's 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 a patriarchal energetic imbalance that we're now bringing back into balance. So it's really not. It's not really about gender, but exactly right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up, though. 
Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Currently in my Healers Academy, we have one one man that holds down the divine masculine, but he's so, so beautiful within his divine feminine and isn't afraid of of being vulnerable. Um, and yeah, it's just beautiful. So I know that that being OK with your emotions as a man is um, important for your healing otherwise it's going to get stored into your body and create physical disease and illness and we don't want that so um Shemet, is there any um how can people contact you that are listening uh to work with you and or just connect with you anything like that yeah um online is the best way um i've got a website and um i do everything online these days because i'm living in sweden and with the coronavirus as well, um, you know. So I do all my one-on-one -on -one sessions and my group work and the priestess training is online. So yeah, did you want me to send you those details or? Um, well, I will, um, I have your, your website information. So on the, ooh, on the podcast, I will put the link and I can put the link out here on the video too, for you guys, but you, you are tagged. So you guys feel free to reach out and connect. Uh, and thank you so much yeah. for sharing your beautiful and story. Do, and I do one-on-one -on work, one -on -one work as well. Um, belief, transformational belief coaching. Um, yeah, working with, um, releasing any blocks or um, any beliefs that are getting in the way of you creating your most abundant life and mm -hmm. healing wounds. Um, I'm a chakra energy healer as well and an oracle. So um, bringing, you know, channeling and divine messages. Yeah. Um, for, yeah. Oh, she's just incredible, isn't she, you guys? Thank you all for tuning in. Um, Christy, hello, Donnell, Jana, Marsha. Um, thank you, everybody. You guys are awesome for tuning in and just have the best day and namaste. Yeah.